Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. This week, we had a talk addressing a very specific clinical question. This is something that we started this year in our conference, and we've done topics like calcium channel blocker versus beta blocker for rate control and steroids for back pain. And we covered both of these recently in the podcast back in episodes 64 and 83, respectively. This week, the question was whether administration of anti-D immune globulin, or more commonly called ROGAM, was necessary in patients with first trimester vaginal bleeding. The goal of giving anti-D immune globulin is to prevent the Rh-negative mother from forming Rh antibodies. Now, there are really three main things to tackle here. Number one, the physiologic basis for using ROGAM. Number two, the literature supporting or speaking against its use. And number three, the recommendations from experts. Taking all of this into account can help us determine utility. Before we get to those three sections, let's talk about why we may not want to do this. There's a cost associated with the drug that's not inconsequential. Additionally, there's a cost to running type and screens to get maternal blood type and RH status as well as a time factor. In many hospitals, mine included, running a type and screen takes a considerable amount of time and can delay patient disposition if you need that RH status to determine whether they need Rogam or not. Finally, there's always the risk of adverse reactions to the drug, but the rate of significant reactions is extremely low with Rogam. Let's start with that first main thing to tackle, which is the physiologic basis for administering the drug. The concern we have is for RH sensitization or alloimmunization as a result of maternal exposure to fetal blood during pregnancy. When there's vaginal bleeding, some of the fetal blood gets into the circulation and can cause the pregnant woman to develop antibodies to the RH antigen if the patient's RH negative and the fetus is RH positive. If you don't have that set up, there's really no issue at hand. If RH antibodies develop, the threat is to subsequent pregnancies. If mom has antibodies and the subsequent fetus is again RH positive, the mom's RH antibodies will attack fetal blood cells leading to hemolytic disease of the newborn, which has significant associated mortality and morbidity. Fetal maternal blood mixing occurs in a small percentage of patients with first trimester bleeding. A study back in the 1960s on Rh-negative men demonstrated that blood volumes as small as 0.1 mLs can lead to sensitization, so it doesn't take exposure to a whole lot of blood to form those Rh antibodies. Clearly, there's a physiologic basis to trying to prevent sensitization using Rogam, but what about some actual evidence? As always, pregnant mothers are a difficult group to study, and so there's really limited data on the topic. There are a number of small observational studies looking at the topic, and overall, they demonstrate a low rate of sensitization. The issue with the available data is that it didn't always look at antibody formation and effect on subsequent pregnancies is never investigated. Overall, we conclude from the available evidence in first trimester pregnancy that it's clear that fetal maternal transfusion occurs, but it's unclear whether development of RH antibodies results in a significant group of patients. Even if we believe that exposure occurs and that it can cause sensitization, we still need to know the intervention, giving Rogam, will prevent sensitization. Once again, we've got sparse data on the topic. The only randomized trial on the topic occurred in 1972 and included just 57 RH-negative women who were undergoing spontaneous first-trimester abortions. 
29 of these women got placebo and 28 of them received Rogan. At three and six month follow-up, no women in either group developed RH antibodies. So does administration of Rogan prevent development of RH antibodies? The best evidence says that it doesn't make a difference in first trimester pregnancy, but let's be honest, this is a tiny study that's clearly far too small to answer the question. Now, on the other hand, we do have evidence in second and third trimester pregnancy that the administration of Rogam can reduce the formation of RH antibodies. And we've extrapolated that data to first trimester because there's so little data in that first trimester group to know whether this intervention is effective. That brings us to the expert recommendations. The American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, or ACOG, recognizes the controversy and the limited evidence on the topic. There's a recommendation on RH alloimmunization from 1999 that was reaffirmed in 2016. This document mainly addresses the role of Rogam in second and third trimester, but does have a short section on threatened abortion. It states that alloimmunization in early pregnancy, less than 12 weeks, secondary to a threatened AB, is exceedingly rare, and the data on cost-effectiveness has led many physicians to not routinely administer anti-D immune globulin. Basically, they endorse following the local practices of physicians in your area without giving a hard recommendation due to the scant data on the topic. ASEP published a clinical guideline in 2003 that still stands today, and it gave a level B recommendation to administering anti-D immune globulin in first trimester pregnancy loss or threatened loss. The dose that's widely recommended is 50 micrograms IM. So what's the bottom line? There's clearly a physiologic explanation for alloimmunization, and we know that it occurs in second and third trimester, and that there's ample evidence to support the use of anti-D immune globulin to this group to prevent alloimmunization. However, the evidence for use in first trimester pregnancy when there's a threatened AB is sparse. We've extrapolated the data from other groups to the group that we're looking at here. Even expert recommendation leaves us a bit short, as ACOG's recommendations aren't really solidly in favor or against. The most reasonable approach is to find out what your local practice is. If the majority of the OBs in your hospital in your area use Rogam in first trimester bleeding, you probably should too. On the other hand, if they don't, then you'd be fine not using it either. All right, what are our big take-home points here? An Rh-negative woman can become alloimmunized to Rh antigen if exposed to blood from an Rh-positive fetus. Theoretically, this alloimmunization can occur even in early pregnancy. Point number two, while anti-D immune globulin has clearly been shown to be beneficial in preventing alloimmunization in second and third trimester pregnancy, there is no evidence supporting use specifically in the first trimester. And number three, despite the absence of evidence, Rogam administration has become routine in many places. At this time, it's advisable to follow local practice patterns regarding which patients should be given Rogam. Well, that's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google+, and on Twitter, where our handle is at core underscore EM. And if you have a couple of minutes, pop on over to iTunes and give us a rating and give us some feedback on how we're doing. Thanks. See you all next week.